We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather this upcoming week, 90 degrees. Perfect for watching television. <laughs> this segment today is possible because of Lincoln Electric System, Sarter Heyman Jewelry, and Charter Title. Coming up in the show, Lincoln to Houston, we have a new airline, which means you can go to a lot of fun tourist places. Interest rates for business buildings. Um, retirement someday isn't a good enough strategy. And breaking ground at Southeast Community College. All of that today. All of on, that in on one show. Gro on Grow Lincoln. But let's first talk to Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport Authority. Thanks for coming in, Rachel. Thank you for having me. I miss you guys. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Hello. we haven't seen you for a little while. We, but we're through a holiday, a very, very busy and hectic memorial travel season. People, mm -hmm. gas prices or not, they want to travel, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, before we get into that, you guys are hiring, right? We are. You have a position available? Yes. Yes. So Lincoln Airport is filling multiple positions, um, three or four right now. Uh, one of them is an airport operations specialist position. So true, true, like airport position. Um, and then we're also hiring for maintenance staff, um, part-time summer positions, which would just you know, be great for anybody that um, doesn't want to maybe do the whole full-time thing and just kind of work part-time hours. Um, that's more like seasonal groundwork. So we have a bunch of positions right now, which people can look at um, our website, lincolnairport.com slash careers. Good, good. Great. Well, okay, let's talk about Houston, Dave. Because, well, let's talk because about we Houston. have an agenda here. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an agenda. Maybe we have different agendas, you and I, because... I like the Houston idea. You like I, like, I, like go, the Astros. I, want, I want to go to the Astros game. I like Galveston. You want to go to Galveston. <laughs> We're so. getting a new direct air flight to Houston. Yeah, and I want to go to Mexico. So this is perfect for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Tell us, uh, when is this going to, when, when are tickets going to start going on sale? Tickets are on sale. So tickets are live, um, I think two weeks ago people could start booking tickets oh, okay. so um but the, those flights won't start until september but you can start september. booking now and they're they're actually great prices right now i just jumped on the other day super competitive with our uh our friends up the road in omaha so it's it's competitive pricing right now which is great so get on early book those tickets early especially if you want to go somewhere um this fall or winter you can you can start getting tickets now out of lincoln I'm not going to hold you to this, but when you were looking at prices, mm -hmm. like what did you see per yep. person? Or Yeah, they were between like $300 and $400, which is a yeah. very reasonable that was flight round trip. Yep, round trip. Um, that was, I think I was looking for just right away, first week of September, second week of September, just to kind of see what they were looking at. Well, that's competitive, um, yeah. Those are, yeah, that's that's very competitive with what with what we're seeing out of our uh, neighboring airports. We checked in April when we were going to Galveston and it was $400 a person from Omaha. Yeah. So if you can yep. save the time and the mileage and, and the gas and, and parking, parking's cheaper. a little bit more expensive up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're super excited about it. We, we received a SCASD grant um, a few years ago and that was um, 
for a Texas market. And so um, we were able to capitalize on that SCASD grant, which is a small service grant. It's, it's federal dollars to help smaller airports get air service. And so thanks to that grant, along with the Lincoln Chamber, who has been an amazing partner and the University of Nebraska, we were able to pool all of their funds together. And that's what helped us ultimately get the United Houston service. Well, by the way, why is Houston such a top destination for Lincoln? Yeah, so we, obviously we're doing we do our research. I mean, that's part of air service development and Houston has been a Texas in general has been a top market right. for a long time and we we know based on um numbers of people driving to Omaha and, and watching those flights that we have the demand out of Lincoln. Um I think Texas is a great destination because it's a warm market. So if you're trying to catch catch a connection out of Chicago or Denver during the winter months, most likely you're going to get delayed because of bad weather. And so this gives people the option to go through a warm hub. Um, I talked to some of our travel agencies in town, and they're very excited about Houston. Apparently that's a great hub to connect um, to get to Europe and uh, Mexico, like I said earlier. so South America. South America. So for those families that want to go on a summer vacation or uh, students that want to travel international, um, Houston's great. And, and they're growing. I mean, Houston's huge. Right. Um, we were When we were looking at all the things, like you said, the Astros and the, the it's a huge food market down there. And um, they have NASA. And so it just, it's a just a big destination. So I think this and is And you're a, one hour from the ocean. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So it's great because it kind of it kind of kills two birds with one stone. It gets us that business market that we know Lincoln loves. Um and it also gets us that that leisure market. So it's kind of one of those dual markets that I think is going to be big for us. Houston has pretty strong cancer research. And I mean, imagine mm -hmm. if you yeah. are a cancer patient and you're flying down there that you don't have to drive to Omaha. You're tired. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. this it just makes it that much easier. Yeah. And we got great flight times. It's going to be the first flight out, last flight in. So that's that's perfect for those business people that want to get up, have meetings to make that day. Um, I also think it's great because you get up right away in the morning, hit that flight, and then you're in Houston in a few hours. So it's not like an entire day of travel. I just got back from Seattle this week. And we spend all day traveling through airports on airplanes, so it's going to be so nice to have that direct flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll you, be nice. You can do in two hours what takes it, you know thirteen and, in a car. Yeah, so. and it's a huge city, so subsequently to your point, you, you can get uh, get anywhere once you get there. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be great for us, mm -hmm. and it's with United. They're already a solid partner with us, and so it's it's exciting times, and hopefully this will just open up more opportunities for us to get additional air service into Lincoln. Real quick, Goonies movie coming to yes. the airport. I, I want to know when this is, but also how do you pick your movies? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so I have a six-year-old, and sometimes I just say, hey, buddy, what what's a movie you want to see? And so uh, depending on his mood, it could be Hocus Pocus or... <laughs> Uh, Goonies or Top Gun, which is another one we're going to be doing yeah. here in July. So um, actually, the Goonies has been, I, I sometimes just throw stuff out on social media and say, hey, what kind of movies do, does Lincoln want to see? And we get a wide variety, as you can imagine. But Goonies has been like on the top 10 list every time I've asked. And so that is going to be a good one um, for us to do. We try to alternate between, you know, family friendly and maybe you know, something that's like a little more adult, um, like Top Gun. Uh, so Goonies is next Friday. We still have plenty of tickets. We have food trucks um, that will be coming as well. We have a, 
high school cheerleading team that's going to come and do a performance beforehand. Oh, so it's an interesting idea. Yeah, just kind of kind of give the kids something to do, people something to do, um, you know, before the movie starts. Because as as it obviously you know it gets darker uh, much later. You're kind of yeah. just sitting around eating food, kind of just waiting. So we're like, might as well do something kind of fun in between. So next Friday, Goonies uh, food trucks will be around like six thirty. Tickets um, are available. We have them on our on our website, our social media through Eventbrite. So they're they're free. Well, good stuff. Rachel Barth, Lincoln Airport Authority. Thanks a lot for coming and thanks for sponsoring our show so we can tell people all this fun stuff. Yes, thanks for having me. Coming up next, interest rates for business buildings. Yep, yep, yep. You know what you're going to hear. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. If your company is looking for an office building with excellent visibility and signage with parking in the back, contact us about Broadcast House. Dave Albers of Albers Company and my company, Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, have this iconic building at 43rd and O Street listed. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for details. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board. And Remax Concepts. And if you need a lender to help finance the purchase of Broadcast House, we have the perfect person. <laughs> he is with us in the studio today, Kirby Reardon from Westgate Bank. How are you doing today, Kirby? I'm doing very well. Thanks hey. for having me. And and Westgate didn't even tell us we had to say that, Rob. No, no. I, I just thought of it. Like, right, oh, just right we've got the, the lender right here. <laughs> what an honor. What an honor. Yeah. Well, we wanted to talk to you, of course, about interest rates, but really the whole thing of purchasing a building versus um, maybe continuing a decision to lease. This is something we run into all the time with businesses um, who wonder what they should do. Um, to start with, a small business owner thinking about a loan might assume that interest rates and down payments work the same way right. as home loans, but there are some nuances. It's a little bit different. Right. Do you want to yeah. go over that? Yeah. So, you know, typically your home ownership, when you're buying a home, the mortgage company is going to offer you a 30-year rate. Uh, that's because they're able to sell that to Fannie Mae. Uh, it's a 30-year term, 30-year amortization. It's different than in the commercial world where we have to hold those loans personally. And so we hold them in our portfolio to mitigate some of the interest rate risk of a long-term interest rate. Typically, we're at a five-year balloon uh, and we're able to hold those 20-year amortizations, 25-year amortizations, 15, depending on the type of building. Um, and so that's where kind of the interest rate difference comes. Sometimes even on your home loan, you can get a 100% financed 30-year right. rate uh, through some of their programs. And so it's just the difference in we retain those loans as opposed to selling them to Fannie. Yeah. So you're oh. going to have a shorter amortization rate. Right. And you're going to have a little bit higher interest rates. So your monthly payments are not going to equate to a home. And, you know, right. Correct. It's, it's going to be different. Correct. And, and higher uh, down payments, typically. Right. Although and, they can do some. Uh, do you guys do the 504 loans? Yes. I yes, know we that do. you do. Yes. So, yeah. so the, the 504 Small program. Business. Yes, Small the, business loans. The those SBA are. 504 program, um, it's a 10% down as opposed to your normal 20, 25%. Very good. Um, and some of the sometimes it's a little bit more depending on the special use type of property. Uh, a lot of times, if it's auto care related, uh, some of the environmental risks that may come with oil drums and all that, you may have to put fifteen or twenty percent down. But mostly, it's ten percent down. Uh, 
for, for some of those loans. So. When you look over your portfolio of clients, what percentage of them roughly own their own building and what percentage of your commercial clients lease? So a lot of my portfolio, since I do primarily owner-occupied commercial real estate, I would say it's probably a 65-35, 65-own, 35-rent or hmm. lease. Uh, you know, Sometimes business owners, they just don't have time to, to buy or uh, there's certain factors like location. If you want to be downtown, you're likely going to lease instead of buy because it's going to be more expensive. And if you're downtown, it's going to be tough to buy a, a big building. You can't just buy a lease. high rise. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the size just doesn't make sense. If you're only needing a thousand square feet, it may not make sense to purchase. Now, if you need 10,000, 15,000 at that point, if you can get the cash, typically I would recommend that. So. Talk about other reasons other than not having enough for a down payment, why it might be advisable to right. lease or a good business decision, even even though maybe in your case, 65% of your business owning friends own mm-hmm. a building. What When are the times that leasing makes more sense? You know, when sometimes uh, the valuations can be a little inflated um, where you're going to have to put more cash down than... Uh, than you're wanting to. Uh, and sometimes it's just not the right time to, to purchase. Or you just, as a business owner, you don't want to have to deal with going through maintenance and you know common area maintenance, going through and, and having to deal with- Scooping. The, right. <laughs> yeah. Having to deal with the, if you have a big parking lot, scooping, I mean, hiring that out, dealing with some of that. Sometimes it just makes more sense to lease. Uh, yeah. And you don't have to continuously put money in. Typically the landlord- We'll have some sort of tenant improvement allowance to allow you to to kind of improve the space depending on the type of business. So, and with the way wages are going up, sometimes you just have to commit your company money right. to employees because you can make more return right. on your business than you can on a building. Right, that's, correct. That's the general thing that most people that I talk to they, yeah. they just get a greater return on investing in their business than they do in real estate. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, for your investors who do want to own and rent out uh, their commercial buildings to tenants, what are you seeing uh, for their rates of return? Maybe we use the term cap rates a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how are these current interest rates affecting things? So there's that correlation. Higher interest rates usually yield higher cap rates. Uh, You know, you're Loan payment's going to be a lot more, if if not a lot more, depending on the interest rate. But your interest rate will include will determine kind of your payment. If your payment goes up, your bottom line drops, your returns. You drops, need a higher return, and you right. and and so we haven't seen it. At least I haven't seen it yet affect cap rates, but you know, basic economics will tell you that it's it going to happen. It will eventually. It's uh, a matter of time. Right. Exactly. Right. So <clears throat> I agree. When a business buyer or investor comes to you to buy a property, what do you often find yourself telling them, oh, wait, wait, you know, you need to go get this or you need to get that or come back once you have, I, I'm sure in your business you run into this a lot. Right. What, what do you wish you could scream from the rooftops or yell from KLIN? <laughs> Please be prepared. Right. Yeah. So we like to be in the process as early as possible. Sometimes, it seems like most times, we don't see the deal until there's already a purchase agreement in place. And at that time, it could be too late. So getting in early, when you're thinking about a long-term plan of buying a building, 
get your team involved. Build a team around you. Your realtor. I know a realtor. I don't know if you know one, Robin. <laughs> uh, a realtor, accountant, banker, financial advisor, your lawyer. Getting a good team around you to help you determine if you're ready to purchase. Uh, do your research. Look at LoopNet, uh, Marcy, uh, various different types of I mean, Google is a is a fascinating place where you can find so much information if you're looking at purchasing a, bu a building. But knowing your team, getting in early, knowing if you can actually make the rent payment or the the mortgage payments, taxes, insurance, all that other stuff. Uh, know what you want. Know the type of building you you want. If you're looking at a flex space, know how much office space you need compared to warehouse space, showroom space. Uh, Figure out your square feet. Exactly. Yeah. And how much how much you can afford. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, how do we contact you? Uh, you can email me. It's kreardon at westgate.bank. That's K-R-E-A-R-D-O-N at westgate, W-E-S-T-G-A-T-E dot bank, B-A-N-K. Or you can give me a call anytime, 402-434-4081. Kirby right. Reardon, Westgate Bank, thank you for coming. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Kirby. Coming up next, talking about retirement someday isn't good enough planning. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Roger Frank is in this studio. He wants to address that vague, murky notion of someday that people have in their minds about retirement. Welcome to the show, Roger. Well, hello. How are you guys today? We are doing good. How are you, Roger? I'm doing awesome. You know, Robin, you're right. Uh, you know, across the country, uh, people are saving, saving every day uh, for that someday called retirement. Someday their careers will end. Some days they will live off their savings or investments plus Social Security. They know this, but many of them do not know when or how it will happen. What is missing, and in, in our opinion, it's a great strategy. A good strategy makes all the difference. You know, and I think part of that is because a lot of us hold conflicting inner values. Um, we might have very strong beliefs like don't worry about the future and faith, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we also value hard work and detailed planning and American exceptionalism. So there's a yeah. dichotomy going on in our yeah, heads. I, th I think you're right, Robin. Uh, I really do. You know, but since it's impossible to predict the future, some people dismiss having a long-range retirement retirement strategy. There are things about the future you cannot control. We've talked about that, such as the stock market, uh, how it will, uh, what, how will it perform, how the economy might do. Uh, we've talked about that here over the last few months. That said, though, uh, you do have partial or full control over other things. Uh, for instance, the way you save and invest. Uh, your spending and borrowing habits, the length and arc of your career, and certainly your health. You have the chance to be proactive and prepare for the future. And I think a retirement strategy directly addresses the when, why, and how of retiring, and it can even address the where. It breaks the whole process of getting ready for retirement into actionable steps. We think this is very important. Too many people retire with doubts, unsure if they have enough retirement money. 
and uncertain of what tomorrow will look like even. Year after year, many workers uh, also retire earlier than they had expected, and so that could be uh, an issue as well. Well, Roger, how many people do that and, and retire, you know, before they plan to? I mean, bringing that up, there's, yeah. there are just certain situations that pop up that are unexpected. Like yeah. pandemics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From my understanding, it's about 40%, and that's according to a 2022 that's, study that's by a higher, employee That's a higher benefit. number than I would have yeah. anticipated. Four out of ten. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, in... Um, in contrast, you can certainly save, invest, and act on your vision of retirement now to chart a path toward your goals and the future you want to create yourself. But if it you have to retire early, uh, that affects that. Yeah. Well, and you, you bring up uh, time. Uh, medical science is making it so that we're all living longer. And, yeah. you, you know, you may very well live into your 90s these yeah, days. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, you know, good retirement strategy has many of those elements. It sets those financial objectives. It addresses your retirement income, how much you may need, the sequence of account withdrawals, the age in which you claim Social Security. I get a lot of those questions. Sure. It establishes and refines an investment approach, which may be different than your working years. It examines those financial implications and possibly those health care costs that Dave, you mentioned, and as well as transferring those assets to the heirs after death. I can imagine that the technology you use in your job to calculate some of this has only gotten better. It really has. Uh, In my opinion, we have one of the best financial planning software in, in our industry, in our office. You know, we can come at your questions at all different angles. Uh, we can answer those what ifs. We can give you an action plan. Uh, we can plan your retirement and put it in place. I do encourage clients, though, to update those plans periodically because things change. Taxes change, law changes, your, your wants and what ifs uh, all change as well. How do people reach you? You know, if you're interested in uh, looking at a financial plan and how that would benefit you, I would encourage you to give me a call at my office. My phone number is 402-423-7505. You can also look us up on our website at frankfinancialconcepts.com. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthold Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our drinking beyond the pandemic update, <laughs> Elle's Kitchen. Elle's Kitchen, Robin. L. Yeah. <laughs> Letter L. Letter L. <laughs> 17th and South. They are applying for a liquor license. Always something happening, Robin. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Whether it is divorce, death, or disaster, self-storage does well during disruption. Nationally, the vacancy rate is 12%. Self-storage has seen 7 to 8% rent growth year over year. Pre-pandemic, the cap rates or rate of return were 7 to 9%. Now they are in the mid-5%s, according to Moody Analytics. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. You know, Dave, I am a graduate of Southeast Community College. I know you are, Robin. I went on to the university after that, got a great business education at Southeast. And so I particularly notice when you go through building permits, 
and you report, oh, here's another Southeast Community College building permit. They have been very impressive. Yeah, we've with, had almost more than the hospitals this year, which is got to be a record. Them. They're rivaling <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, we want to welcome Paul Illich. He's the president. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. Well, we'd like to have you list some of these construction projects, summarize some of these construction projects. Well, as you pointed out, we do have a great deal of construction projects going on right now. And what I would tell you is that this really all started back in, in 2016 when we attempted a bond. And what this what these projects were about was the idea that we had a major issue here in southeast Nebraska. And that issue is we had a lack of skilled workforce. We produce about 7,000 graduates in these career and technical fields every five years. And the trick is we, we produce these graduates in exactly the same area where we have these shortages. Now, it turns out that about... 92% of our graduates stay here in Nebraska, so we know hmm. how to solve no. the problem. We have we, to expand. We, so, we like that retainage. Yes. And so what you've been seeing is a result of a very specific strategy for SEC to build out its capacity to produce a skilled workforce. So we just finished uh, what we call our phase one projects, and you saw a lot of those projects start or come to completion in, in 2020 and 2021. Well, we, we didn't wait. We already launched a second phase, which is what you're talking about. And one of those projects is a new, we're going to call it the uh, Sandhills Global Technology Center. That's for all of our IT-related programs. Uh, part of uh, what's going on there is we received a multi-million dollar gift from Sandhills Global Technology, Sandhills Global Incorporated, as part of a capital campaign that we're working on. Another facility that we're working on is a new science technology center that will also be uh, coming up pretty soon. Both of those two projects if you're driving down O Street and you're heading east, if you look mm -hmm. to your north, those are going to be the first projects or those two projects you're going to see very visibly looking to your north. If you're coming from the east, it'll be the very first structures that you see coming into Lincoln, Nebraska. Huh. We, are, Great. we are making tremendous progress on these facilities. And what's fascinating is we're not just building out in Lincoln. We're building out on our other campuses as well. So we're building a new welding center also on the Lincoln campus. That'll be the hmm. largest, we think, one of the largest welding centers in the United States. Really? Wow. Close to 100,000 square feet. Again, that's that, a huge facility, That's people. a frame of reference. That's like a Walmart, folks. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I will tell you that that is one of our strongest programs on that campus. Um, we produce over 30 graduates every year. We have one of the larger welding programs in the country. And with this facility, we're going to be able to really expand on that. Again, all of these projects are not about buildings. They're about addressing a very serious issue we have in southeast Nebraska, and that's the lack of skilled workforce. So we're excited about these. This is going to be, we're looking to kind of make SEC the first option when students are thinking about where, where do I... Top of mind. Yes. Where mm -hmm. do I go and why should I go to SEC? We just... In 2021, we opened up the health science facility, 82,000 square foot. That's the building. Again, if you're going to the east, it's, it's sort of a large white building that you see. It's right there, uh, just a little bit east of the main campus. Okay. The other project that you might have noticed is we're doing a 25,000 square foot addition to the existing stru structure. Right. Plus, we're renovating over 100,000 square feet of the original building that was built in 1979. You got to do that every few years. Yeah. You do. And we're, we're, we're changing everything about the college, not just the facilities. We're modernizing. We're really wanting to create an incredible high contact experience for our students. So we're excited. 
not so much about the facilities themselves, but what's going to happen in the facilities, yeah. as well as the, we're real excited for the employers um, in the city of Lincoln and the surrounding communities. We're really working hard to directly address that skilled workforce issue. I bet you have some waiting lists from employers for some of these programs. I bet you do. We absolutely do. If you yeah. look at over a 10-year period, how many available positions, for example, in um, information technology or welding, it's approaching between 4,000 and 5,000. Mm. We're only producing, in both cases, somewhere between four and 500 grad- graduates during that time. So your gap is well over 3,500, 4,000. So we need to do this. This is important. We're investing ourselves so and, we can invest in communities. And these are good jobs for these people. The, they we pay talk well. Of, yeah, they pay very well. We talk about this uh, on our show fairly often that these are jobs that are paying better than a lot of four-year college degree jobs that everybody, you know, aspire or, you know, talk about. These are very good jobs, and people ought to really think about this. Yeah, we, we, we have graduates in many of our programs that will immediately start out in their respective fields earning somewhere between 40000 50000 Right. More than 60000 in some cases, even higher than that in others, especially in, for individuals that are willing to go to the rural areas. Often those pay even more. For example, uh, a welding uh, person that's willing, graduate that's willing to go to a rural area, area might make twice as much if they went to a different location. When that bond issue to do all this failed and you had to pivot, did you have to raise tuition prices or did you find other ways? So we found other ways. We attempted the bond because we thought that would be the fastest way to address all of these facility needs. With that not passing, we came up with a new strategy. And one of the wonderful things about failure and adversity, it really pushes you and allows you to kind of think differently. So we came up with a multi sort of uh, faceted approach. So what we did was we developed a new advancement function that we hadn't had before to focus on raising private dollars for capital construction. We added a student fee. Um, Now, to your point, we didn't actually, we froze tuition and we've done this for almost four years now. We've Hmm. added um, a a small uh, facilities fee that we add a little bit each year to, and this is coming from input from our students. They want to be helpful. They want to be part of funding these facilities. But we've been able to keep the tuition and fees together about the same about the same rate that we're seeing across the other colleges by freezing tuition but increasing a little bit. The third thing uh, that we've been able to do is use a portion of our two – we get up to two cents uh, tax levy in right. order to use on capital construction. So we've maxed that two cents back in 2017, and we've kept it maxed so that we can move forward on all of these projects. It's a very multifaceted approach that uh, we pivoted to following the failed bond. Well, and and we ran out of time. I wanted to ask your thoughts on student loan forgiveness, but I think what this means is we're going to have to have you back. I would <laughs> I would love to come back and <laughs> talk about that. We would like to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and di- dive a lot deeper into some of these other things, and you're going to be doing even more. Cons- we didn't even touch the apartments you're building. So Yeah, yeah we're building the 250 yeah. unit student housing on the <laughs> right. for the first time. So we're going to get you back in here before too long. Um, you've been listening to Girl Lincoln, Paul Illich, from Southeast Community College. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving in Lincoln. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it, make it. And if I have my way, I'm gonna.
Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Send an announcement to us on Facebook or Twitter about your business opening, closing, or relocating. Provide us with your new address, an approximate date, and one sentence elevator pitch about what you do. And this segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. Alert fan Alan Forkner asked, what is Mini Bowl, which is going into the old Dino space at 84th and Van Dorn? Is that food or duck pin bowling? The answer is duck pin bowling. Um, Bob and Willie's Wonder Bowl is coming. They're based out of Omaha? They are. They've got a store up there. Well, and uh, we talked about the rules of mini bowling are the same as traditional bowling, but everything is scaled down. The bowling balls are smaller and without holes, and the lanes are about half the distance. And uh, they have leagues. But you have to be 21 or older. 21 or older. Yeah, it sounded at first like something that would be good for kids. But I saw pictures of beer and the pictures from Omaha. So I guess kids, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe not. Let's run downtown, Robin. You have a, a new uh, new restaurant open. We have not had many restaurants in downtown open this year. Only a couple of them so far in six months. Mallory's downtown, um, fourteen fifty one O Street. Their menu offers breakfast, biscuits, and waffles, and then for lunch and supper, burgers, sandwiches, and wraps. By the way, you know, we do our little restaurant survey once a year. We, right. We've done it at the half-year point. Usually we have about 30 to 33 restaurants open and one or two less than that that close. Right. That's, our, that's our norm. That's our norm. So far this year, halfway through the year, we have 20 that have opened and 16 that have closed. Well, we'll see if it turns out to be a normal year. Or maybe it was 15. But yeah, yeah, uh, a few more openings. Yeah, m- m- that's more openings than I would have, than what I would have uh, guessed. Anticipated and, at the beginning of the year. And for all of the complaining you hear about getting labor, they must be getting them because they're opening. Yeah, well, but to your point, we're, we also see but a lot of them. But we're seeing some closings. A lot of closures also. So, hey, Robin, uh not a, a lot of people may not know this building, but then a lot of longtime residents do. And this is the Lincoln Mall. It's, it's the Sky Park building. It is the area between the city county building and the Capitol. It's a big, there, white apartment building. It's a big, building. white apartment You'll building. You'll know it when you see it. Yeah, exactly. 1301 uh, Lincoln Mall. Anyhow, they pulled a building permit for new equipment and adding piping and everything for a pool. Yeah. They're going to have a new pool there. I was that like a low-income housing project thing. I don't or, think or it's maybe, going to be now. Or maybe it had a mix or something. I think it may have had a mix, maybe. Yeah. But it, it had a, it had a lot. It may have been um, housing for elderly too. I can't it used remember. to be. I I don't know recently, but I know it was a. You could if you were a corporate and you just wanted to stay there for a few days or a week or something like well, that's, that. that. And now that I didn't. Know. That was a while back. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Robin, talking about uh, a place that closed, kind of a little bit bummed about this. Don't know that we'd necessarily put it on our restaurant survey, but this is the juice stop in their downtown location, and it's just closing because of the 
remodeling that's going on. And then, you know, they had to deal with new lease stuff and all the, these things. But it's mostly remodeling, right? I heard their building was being remodeled and they needed them out of there in order yeah. to do it. So, yeah, so that's not open, at least not now. Um, another closing of a restaurant chain in Lincoln, Little King, both on 32nd and Cornusker and 10th and South quietly closed. I'm not sure when this happened, um, but their addresses have been taken off the website. Off the national website. Yeah. And in that same mall on 10th and South Street, another closure, right? Yeah, and this one, it surprised me it, it didn't make it. Metro PC cell phone. I thought, yeah, there, was cell a, I thought there was a real market for the you know burner phones. Yeah, so burner phones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think we're out of time here. So that's all for Girl Lincoln this week. But thanks a lot and send us an announcement about your business opening, closing, or re- relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Yeah.